Uh, we're back with more on New Stock Saga 960. Mark Petroni with you. Appreciate you tuning in. We have Harold Jonker on the line coming to us from the Niagara region. He's actually in his rig right now doing his job, doing, doing the trucker work that we so desperately need in this country as supply lines get disrupted for a host of reasons. Uh, we got some good news this week when the government said we're going to be lifting the travel mandates, meaning that people who are unvaccinated will be able to fly once again. I can't believe that this is a, a thing, you know, for so many other countries have lifted these mandates ages ago. But uh, this tweet here, even after backing down, this is Pierre Polyev, after backing down on letting unvaccinated people take a plane, train, or a ship, Trudeau still mandates that unvaccinated truckers who work all, all day long in their truck cab by themselves cannot cross the border, question mark. Stop this vaccine vendetta and all COVID mandates. I would agree with that. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that he was lifting mandates for travelers and yet continuing to punish truckers, which I can only assume, Harold, is directed at anybody who may have supported the convoy. This is their way of saying, we hate you people. You guys uh, launched this protest that we don't appreciate, and so we're going to continue punishing truckers. I mean, of all people, really, who should be allowed to cross the border, it's it's you guys. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely been a frustrating couple days. You you wonder where he's going to be going. You, you're, you're watching the news. You're you're seeing the CBC put it out there that he's going to be lifting mandates. So you, you go, okay, that's CBC that's telling us that. So it must be uh, it must be true. <laughs> and, uh, he's and then sure enough, when you you do try to figure it out exactly what what they lifted, you you realize that okay, he's lifted certain things, but definitely seems to be showing his anger and frustration with the, the unvaccinated truck drivers. Yes, some of them were up in Ottawa protesting, uh, but not all of them were. There was even vaccinated drivers there. So it, it's not about science with, with this government anymore. It's about, you stood up against me, I'm going to punish you. And I, I can travel now to Scotland if I want in an airplane, but I can't do my job. Like, it's crazy. Like, nothing's nothing's making sense. And and my my brother here's that does the dispatching this morning. We started talking. He goes, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I just just so frustrated. Like, we're, it's it is. It, it's so hard already to to run a business when half your guys can't do what they normally do. Thankfully, we've been able to to pick up some Canadian work. But at the same time. It's not what a lot of our guys want to do, right? So it's been frustrating. And, and yeah, this coming out today definitely did not help. Like, So in, in practical terms, you crossing, well, I mean, I don't know your VAC status. It's none of my business. But for a truck driver crossing the border who doesn't happen to be uh, fully vaccinated, and by the way, the definition is about to change now in Canada. It's going to be three doses rather than two. What's, uh, the, what's the protocol now? You cross into, into Canada, you've got to, You've got a quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, that's what that's what we understand. That we can cross now, but when we come back, we still have to be part of that arrive can thing, which is fine. And then you have to quarantine for two weeks, and we can't afford that. Like you know, you do one trip a week, 
you usually do two. Well, you can only do one trip, park for a week and a half or two and a half weeks, and then do another one. I think, I think that's how it's going to be, but we're still not a hundred percent sure, but that's definitely what it looks like. All right. So, uh, have you launched any kind of request? Have you been speaking with your members of parliament and saying, Hey, look, if you're lifting the mandates for people flying, uh, unvaccinated people taking your ship or, you know, you're hopping on a ferry, which is a ship, um, a train, then you know, why are you maintaining these for truckers? It doesn't make any sense. Have you tried to find out what the reasoning is for that? We have not tried to find that out yet. I, our MP here is, has been uh, very supportive of, of, of the freedom that we need. And he's been definitely against the mandate. So um, talking to him would be just like me talking to somebody that agrees with me. So, but yeah, we, we do have to reach out to him and say, okay, what can we do from here? Like, is there, yeah, you, you, you seem, it seems almost hopeless, but at the same time, it's, there's stuff that goes through your mind saying, you know what, maybe I won't send my trucks to Ottawa next week. We got six trucks that are doing loads to Ottawa. Um, maybe we won't send them there. Maybe we'll just park for two weeks and see how people like it, but that's, that's not good for anybody. Right. So you, you don't do that. So yeah, next well, step, I'm not sure, but I mean, uh, we're still, go ahead. Sorry. And we're still not yet sure what he does mean by this new, the new ruling that just came out. It's. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's still questions. The devil is always in the details. But I guess if you're worried about inflation, if you're worried about supply lines, and the last thing you want to do is put truckers in a situation where they're not going to cooperate, not going to deliver goods. I mean, there's also, there are still concerns. There are ongoing concerns about shortages, about empty shelves in grocery stores. I mean, do you really want to piss off the truckers? I mean, unless, of course, you want empty shelves, unless, you, of course, you want inflation, which, of course, all that. I mean, when you put pressure on supply lines and people who deliver essential goods to stores for Canadians, then you're uh, shooting yourself in the foot Unless, of course, you want to create chaos, which I have maintained that these people are the masters of disaster, Harold. I mean, these, everything these guys do seems to be intended to take a wrecking ball to our economy, and this is just par for the course. What about the idea that you are now going to be required to get three shots? I mean, there are a lot of truckers don't have the two. I mean, the vast majority of them, I suppose, are still on the list of uh, fully vaxxed. And so um, I know that uh, the transport minister was making a big deal about that recently, about the fact that, yeah, the truckers have been cooperative. Well, if that's true, why not ease up on the mandates for the truck tr truckers? Why make it difficult for so many of them now? But I guess, I guess they want to limit the uh, discomfort to the percentage of truckers that do not and have not uh, gotten the shots. But, I mean, what happened to bodily autonomy? What happened to the choice of people to decide what goes into their own bodies? Um, I mean, I know I've thrown a lot there, but, again, what's going to happen once the third shot is a requirement? Well, I think with the third shot requirement, it's, it's just like you were saying. It's almost like they want to they push things so that, that things... Um, 
get worse than they already are. And, and that's what it's going to do because I know a lot of my drivers, the half of my drivers got the shot or the one shot for Johnson and Johnson that was accepted, but they're not getting that third shot. Um, there's too much information out there. There's uh, too many concerns being raised and there's science has shown that shot one didn't help shot two didn't help and definitely not shot three is going to help so it's definitely it's almost like yeah okay we need to push things a little bit farther and a little bit harder to make it a little bit tougher for everybody to to make ends meet so that they start relying on the government more i i don't know you you just wonder what is their purpose and that's concerning yeah i mean absolutely and so even if you say a uh, majority of truckers are vaccinated, they're fully vaccinated, with the government moving the goalposts in terms of what qualifies as fully vaccinated to now three shots, and what you're saying is a lot of truckers are not going to get that third shot. Uh, they don't want it. They see no point. I mean, it, all, it only offers limited protection for a period of time. Uh, you know, between a week and three weeks. It's my understanding, according to the documents, the you know, the F Pfizer has released documents saying that very thing, that this does not protect you for, you know, for much longer than a fairly restricted uh, period of time. So what then? A fourth shot? A fifth shot? When does it stop? Enough of this crap. It's a failed vaccine. It's a failed injection. Uh, all we have to do is look at the prime minister himself and see that he's had COVID again, despite being fully vaxxed and boosted. So what I'm saying to you is, and asking you here, if those drivers refuse to get the third shot, what happens to the delivery of goods in Canada? Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to cripple it. it. It's already at a, um, I've, I've already been saying this for a year, that there's already a shortage of drivers just looking at my fleet of 20 guys and, and we're not a big company we have three guys that are over 65 that are still driving because they enjoy it not because they need to and they definitely will not well two of them are, are not vaccinated so they're they're not going to get the third shot the other one that um, did get the shots he's not getting it and you, you talk to anybody in the industry and and you'll find out there's already a shortage of drivers and it's just going to get worse. And then on top of that, you know, you're having the fuel go up the way it is. All these things are just, um, just, just going to drive inflation through the roof. And they already have gone through the roof. And yeah, you look at that document that came out with Pfizer, you know, nine pages of side effects that are listed there and, and and people are saying what are we crazy no we're not doing that third shot it's it's too risky so yeah scientists follow the science please and uh leaders of this country stand up and say enough's enough we need to move on well it's uh interesting and troubling that you say it'll cripple the delivery of essential things like groceries and other goods into Canada, um, into the, the grocery stores and the rest of the locations that you deliver goods to. And um, if people don't get that third shot, they'll have to quarantine if, if they've even had the first two. So if they've had the first two, well, that not good enough. 
now you've got a quarantine. You say you're going to lose drivers. You're already short of drivers. There's already a need in the industry for more drivers. And these people now, with this added burden of a third shot, are now uh, upping the ante. And the drivers who already waged, uh, many of whom took part in that convoy, are just going to put going to park the rig and say, that's it, We're, I'm not doing this. Enough already. I'm not going to be bullied. I'm not going to be coerced. I'm not going to be pushed into relinquishing my bodily autonomy you know, for the sake of delivering goods. Screw you. I think we're headed in that direction. I mean, they're, uh, you know, I don't think that they've thought, that, thought this through, Harold. I really don't. No, they, they if they thought this through, um, They've thought it through for the wrong reason, and that's where that's where you can't help but wonder, right? And and, and same with um, saying, you know, uh, that we got to keep on top of this pandemic. Well, look at the history of the world. Never in the history of the world has a, has a pandemic ever ha- lasted over two years, right? We had the Spanish flu, the the Black Flag. They it does go around the world. It travels. And, and it affects people. And all of a sudden in the, in, the, in, the, in the year 2020, we have a pandemic that's now lasting two years. Like it's never happened before. So yeah, there's just so many questions, so many weird things that uh, our government's pushing for that you just, yeah, there's concerns for sure. And saying to the truck drivers, no, you, you can't cross yet. Federal workers, you can go to work on Vax, but truck drivers can't. Sorry, that's it, it's it's angry, it's frustrating, it's sad, and yeah, you just don't know what to do next. Harold Yonker joining us on Saga Nine Sixty. I have to ask you about this because now we have the finance minister, Christian Freeland, suggesting that the Freedom Convoy was a quote core threat to the Canadian economy, unquote. But she provided no evidence, no figures to prove it. So members of a uh, joint committee, a special joint committee on the Declaration of the Emergencies Act challenged Freeland to justify the cabinet's use of the Emergencies Act against truckers. So now, uh, having lied essentially to the, to the Canadian people about having uh, you know, been asked by the police departments, whether it's the RCMP or the Ottawa Police, to impose the Emergencies Act, uh, as a desperate move in order to control these uh, occupiers, uh, having been proved to be complete liars based on the testimony of police, now they've resorted to saying that you guys were wrecking the economy, Harold. You guys were a threat. Quote, the core threat to the Canadian economy is our reputation, said Freeland, every single day that went on. That was the blow to Canada's reputation. It was a blow to every single Canadian who goes out and tries to get someone to invest in the country. These people have done more to destroy investment, to send investment, to send companies packing to points south and elsewhere, to destroy jobs, particularly in the resource sector, where literally billions of dollars has been lost because of their refusal to roll out proper infrastructure and pipelines that are desperately needed now that the world is hungry for fuel, uh, that they, they don't wanna get it from the Russians and we're not there. Uh, to provide it to uh, Asia and other points. And, of course, we've lost the Keystone Pipeline. That was largely a Biden's decision. But even so, 
The idea that somehow you guys were wrecking the economy, that you were bad for investment, this is outrageous, Harold. What do you make of it? it it's an outright disgusting lie because at the end of the day, if, if people really look at what happened in Ottawa, first of all, they, they'll see that it was a, a, a gathering of peaceful protesters that most of us couldn't work anyways because of what our government put in place, restricting on how we can work. And secondly, when they when they started freezing the bank accounts of, of supporters uh, that gave $20, $50 to the cause, they actually drove investment out with that with their action in and investors were like I, i'm pulling my money out of canada we're we're moving our money out of canada because it's not safe because the government's just freezing accounts so there was millions of dollars that left our country when when investors were hearing that hey their government there is freezing their accounts because of 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 some people that disagreed with with their mandates and yeah there was i think in one day i, I there was 400 million dollars a day that was leaving this country to say it was our our fault that's just that's an outright lie and it's sad that they're stupid to this like you know stick to the facts please and lead our country absolutely so they lied about having the cops ask for the emergencies act and now they're lying about the fact that somehow the economy was tanking or that our reputation was being destroyed. Nobody has done more to destroy the reputation of Canada than this government in Ottawa right now. And you point out um, perfectly in your right to say so is that, that fr the freezing of the account destroyed so much confidence in our financial sector that it, we literally lost hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars as people pulled their monies out money out of the banking system, the financial system in Canada, uh, as a result of their actions. So the idea that they would now be pointing fingers at the truckers is damaging the reputation of Canada when all you were involved in was a peaceful protest. Everybody knew it. If anybody's reputation has been damaged, it's this government, what's, what, what's left of it anyway. And the fact that you provides no numbers, nothing to back these contentions. She said, well, I have figures in my head. Well, you know what, Christia, take them out of your head and release them to others. If in fact you do have numbers, I don't think she has any numbers whatsoever in her head. No. And so it's, it's actually kind of sad. It's like you, 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 I've been blessed with a bunch of children and what's a, what's a child's, what's a child, a child's first reaction when he gets into trouble. Oh, but so-and-so did it. Oh, but so-and-so did it. Or it's not my fault. And they love to point fingers at somebody else, right? And and that's what we almost have here. We have a, a government that's acting like children. And, and right away, go, oh, well, it's not our fault. It was them, right? Just the way it, they act. They're, they're not leaders. They're acting like children. It's mind-boggling. Well, the, um, the end of all this is it doesn't look good. We have a government now, really, that is teetering. It looks, it looks like this prime minister, at least more and more people are suggesting that uh, the lifting of the mandates, the way it happened, um, points to a possible change at the helm of the Liberal Party of Canada. Uh, even the media now, which has been bought completely by this government now, starting to distance themselves more and more from the actions of this toxic waste dump of a government and prime minister. I mean, uh, 
But I tell you, it's been a hard seven years. I mean, if you think of the damage that has been done to this country by these scumbags, uh, it really makes you shake your head because um, I don't know how much worse things have to get before people finally wake, wake up to the damage. But it, I think it is happening. Do you sense maybe a change in the wind uh, in terms of the political direction of the country? Has, have Canadians finally had their fill of this guy ready to move on, chuck him into the scrap heap of, of political history in this country and move on? I mean, uh, despite the NDP now, I don't know how much pressure you guys are putting on them. Uh, the idea that they would somehow continue to back this toxic waste dump of a government uh, is unconscionable. But do you sense a change in the winds? I mean, are people still supporting you, um, still thinking that the government's actions were draconian, way out of bounds? What's, uh, what's your sense of, of having spoken to people about the current situation in Canada? Yeah, I, I've, um, it's actually been amazing. It's been, what, I think a month and a half that, uh, since we, we left Ottawa there when we really got kicked out of Ottawa. And, and I'm still getting people um, reaching out, stopping at the yard here to thank thank us for what we did. And it's and you do see it some somewhat in the media that there's there is a twist. There's a bit of a tone difference, but um, they're still very careful that they're not um, biting the hand that feeds them. But yet there's um, yeah there there needs to be more. Uh, accountability from the media or even uh, how the media has acted in the past and, and they need to come out and, and do their job as well a lot better than they have been but you, you do sense that there is a, a turning of, of of the tone but it's still it's still disappointing that it's it's it hasn't turned quicker than it should have you had much contact with your colleagues in the united states the, they had their convoy. The media basically uh, set up a, a radio silence type of scenario, whereas uh, I guess they figured if if they weren't reporting on it, then maybe it was you know they can say it never really happened. But uh, what uh, what are your American colleagues saying about it all? Yeah, they've uh, they've been frustrated as well. Um, you do you did not hear the coverage that uh, that we had for sure but they did have uh, some senators meet with them and and, and such but it, it kind of petered out and, and that's where we're at here too a little bit there's um, there's still a somewhat of a movement here right like we do need to stand up for our freedom we do need to, to continue to speak out but yet it's it's pretty easy for for people to first of all get discouraged and then it's it's amazing how easy um people seem to be appeased when they think well look at the government's lifting the mandates it's like and that's what i'm a little bit concerned about here is well the government's lifted the mandates it's like mm, no they haven't there's still some stuff there and that one big word is suspended not removed it's suspended for now that that should concern people as well and, you, and people ahead, realize it, but I don't think enough. Do you think it's going to be brought back in the fall? You really get the sense that these people didn't want to lift the mandates anyway. And now you, 
and now they're hedging their bets. They're uh, saying, yeah, well, it could be back in the fall. So it's almost like they're telegraphing the fact that they expect it, um, you know, some spike in COVID or some new variant. Yeah, it's coming in the fall. Can't wait to bring it back. You know, these people don't want to, these people don't want to open up the economy. They don't want things to go back to the, to the, to the way they were before this pandemic. These people love the pandemic. They want the mandates. They love the control. They're psychopaths, Harold. These people are sick. Yeah, you, you said the one thing that I was going to mention was they love the control. They love that power of, I I have some extra power here now because of a pandemic. And I mentioned earlier, right, like never in the history of the world has a pandemic lasted for two years. And, and, and our society has forgotten that every fall, winter, the flu spikes, colds go up because just we spend more time inside with our friends and family and it's a normal cycle and it and that has happened for hundreds of years a cycle up and down up and down with the numbers and they're right there's probably going to be a spike in something in the fall because there always is but is it is it a a, a pandemic no it's it's just the way it's been for for years and yeah it's just Nobody's looking at the signs anymore. They're, they just have their control and they're loving it. Do you remember the impact that you were having that you had on the economy? Because I said in a cheeky way that it was almost if you if you consider those truckers like tourists. I mean, obviously you were involved in a protest and there was a serious uh, pushback against these vaccine mandates. But I mean, if you consider it like visitors to Ottawa. Well, I mean, a lot of businesses in the capital benefited as uh, the drivers, of course, spent time, uh, you know, uh, at truck stops and restaurants along the way. And once you were there, of course, for those weeks, you also continue to uh, spend money at local businesses. I mean, isn't it possible to say that in a way you probably boosted the local economy? Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, I was having an interview with, uh, I think it was Fox News, and they had, no, it wasn't, I can't remember what which station uh, channel it was, but they had brought somebody in that was a restaurant owner complaining that he's lost business. And it's like, well, he's if he opened his doors and didn't <laughs> listen to the city of Ottawa, he would actually do a, a booming business. The Tim Hortons that was just down the street from uh, Parliament, the, uh, the manager stated on that he has done he did more business in those two weeks that he was there than he had done in the last two years so we we brought tourism back to ottawa like it was never it hadn't seen in in two years and there was restaurants that were open that were uh welcoming people without vaccination and they did a booming business i went back about four months ago and the one restaurant owner gave me a free coffee uh thanks for what you've done and here's a free coffee i'm like oh no no I'm, I'm here to support you he goes no you you supported us enough so it's yeah it was a beautiful time in ottawa and it was um it's changed things but at the same time it doesn't seem to have and there's still some truth that needs to come out and that, that's what we got to work at right and now there are calls 
for not only the resignation of Marco Mendicino, but even the prime minister himself speaking to caucus. The interim conservative leader, Candace Bergen, says that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau has lost the sight of what Canadians need and should resign. She said that Trudeau misled Canadians. Well, yeah. I mean, he was also one of the people who said that uh, the police had asked for the Emergencies Act, um, as well as Mendicino. What did you think when you heard the police deny the fact that they were ever asked to impose the Emergencies Act and you realize that the narrative uh, backing this imposition of uh, martial law uh, was beginning to crumble. Well, it, it didn't surprise me because right from the start, we had a great relationship with the Ottawa police. They, they, they actually parked us legally where we were. It was, it was booked. And all of a sudden, after two and a half weeks or basically three weeks, all of a sudden we're in emergency. Uh, it, it stank right from the start. Uh, the police, yeah, they were doing some stuff that was frustrating, um, but they also were working with us right up till the Monday. I had I was working with some truck drivers and we got more trucks parked up on Wellington. And then all of a sudden on the Friday, it was a state of emergency coming from the police. No, it, it's... The truth's going to come out, and that's what uh, is. I'm thankful the committee's actually doing what they're supposed to be doing instead of uh, listening to the government and, and trying to hide things. It's 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 doing its job, and hopefully, it continues to push the right way, and we we can get our freedoms back and our voices back and, and the truth back. Like um, you watch how our prime minister and how these gentlemen answer questions in parliament. And, and I actually can't watch it anymore. It's just like, you're, you're not answering the question first of all. And then secondly, you're, you're outright lying. It, I, it baffles me, right? This is supposed to be the house of commons. This is where you're supposed to not be swearing and, and on, and swearing is, is, is a terrible thing, but so is lying. And it's, it, it, it happens way too often in our, in our own parliament. Harold, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks for calling. Harold Yonker. Coming to us from the Niagara region, where he is in his rig doing his job. And uh, frankly, I hope he continues doing it because Canadians need the services he and his colleagues provide. And so the government should absolutely uh, drop the remaining mandates, certainly as they apply to our much-needed trucker.